hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Seth Bodine. And I'm Isabel Robles. Okay, so last week we talked a little bit about how fall was on its way, and technically, yes, it is yesterday, correct? It's here. It is here. I saw a bundle of leaves on a branch that were all that's, brown. That's more than just the one. Yeah. Yesterday, I did um, go on a run in the trail, and a brown leaf fell directly on my head. Fall fall season has increased by like exponential s- amounts. Seventy five percent. Yeah, and since it's the also last podcast. oh for sure. And now we are reaching. Are we? I don't know if this is technically correct, but it seems like everyone's getting sick now. Yeah, that's true. So, including me. Yeah, yeah. It's, so watch out out there, guys. You know what? It's a give and take. With the Season. foliage comes the flu, but not the flu. The sniffles, the something. <laughs> the sniffles. Foliage the... brings sniffles and throat scratches. That sounds like the start of like an educational book for elementary students about washing their hands. Yeah. I'm going to write that. Yeah, we should talk to someone about that. But should we get started? Yeah, probably. <laughs> First, we'll hear this week's headlines. Then we will hear an interview I had this week with RJ Pahura. Uh, cool. What does RJ do? RJ is the founder of Fund. Fund puts on conferences called Fun Conferences for entrepreneurs and venture capitalists. And one is coming to Kansas City in October. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Then we will hear a conversation we had with our reporter, Rashi Srivastava. She told us about the recent conversation with Gary White. White is the CEO of Water.org, which uses microfinancing to bring water and sanitation to people around the world. And then, of course, you will get our digits, the numbers that matter in startup news. But first, the headlines. Seed Accelerator Techstars will be returning to Kansas City in 2020. Techstars runs startup accelerator programs across the world and made its debut in Kansas City in 2017. The Kansas City program is on hiatus this year, but will return next year along with Managing Director Lisa Mitchell. Its next cohort will be industry agnostic. Cultivation Capital, a St. Louis-based venture capital firm, is expanding beyond the Midwest. The firm announced it has opened satellite offices in both Los Angeles and Philadelphia. This announcement comes just a month after the news of a Chicago office, which will open in April. A battery technology company out of Grandview called Spear Power Systems just announced an eight-figure funding round. The round was led by Emerald Technology Ventures. Local investors included Energy Ventures, Dimitri Investors, and KC Rise Fund. The specific financial details were not enclosed. St. Louis biotech startup Calisite is relocating to Baltimore, according to the St. Louis Business Journal. The move is happening because the startup's co-founders took new positions at the University of Maryland. The move will put the synthetic blood product startup closer to key stakeholders. Isabel, tell us a little bit more about your interview with RJ Perhura. Of course. He is the founder of Fund. Fund is based out of Chicago and puts on conferences nationwide for entrepreneurs and venture capitalists to meet, share ideas, and spark growth. Oh, that's cool. And there is a fun conference coming to KC, right? Right. It's October 9th and 10th. Perhura is from Kansas City, but highlighted some of the reasons why Fund is interested in coming to Kansas City, as well as what attendees can anticipate. 
What kind of things did he mention? Well, now it's just time to listen and find out. Here's the interview. Good morning. My name is RJ Pahura. Uh, I am one of the founders and uh, currently the chief marketing officer of uh, Fund Holdings, uh, which we produce uh, entrepreneur and investor conferences um, around the country. Can you tell me a little bit about the timeline and backstory of Fund Conferences? Yeah, awesome. Uh, so we've been around for six years. Uh, we started in downtown Chicago. We really saw a need for a very curated entrepreneur and investor-led conference. Um, it's very niche in the fact that we go after uh, venture capitalists, family offices, and you know, private en- equity, corporate venture group types. Um, so it's investors of all shapes and sizes, but uh, we also um, really target entrepreneurs and uh, small, medium-sized businesses. We call them emerging growth companies. Um, and the, the background um, of our company, six years ago, we started um, really as a two-sided um, conference that gets uh, up to 100 emerging growth companies on display. Um, it used to be that we were industry agnostic, but uh, by nature of the beast, we get a lot of uh, tech and SaaS type companies. Um, and then the other side of our conference is uh, we have up to 60 speakers um, that uh, are high quality, um, that are, are very um, you know, particular to the space, um, either entrepreneurs that have exited um, and maybe become venture capitalists or uh, VCs that are you know, very well known um, in the space. So um, to date, um, we again started in Chicago. Our first expansion city was Austin, Texas, um, and now we're in uh, five total states. So we're in uh, Chicago, Austin, Kansas City, Miami, and Denver. Um, in, in no particular order. So, What are the main goals, would you say, are fun conferences and who is kind of benefiting from going or speaking or just being a part of fun conferences? Our, our big thing is um, finding the emerging growth companies that are looking to network with uh, investors and VCs. Um, so the main goal for us is, is getting high quality companies on display uh, both from our partners' perspective, but then also uh, for the investors that are showing up to invest in these, uh, you know, startups and emerging growth companies. Um, the other thing is is just uh, the educational piece and the sort of the thought leadership behind it uh, that comes from you know these very well known VCs and um, the topics and discussions that are taking place. Uh, you know, I think uh, we we have a very interesting team here that curates these talk tracks and really keeps. Uh, keeps people on their toes and then brings in different perspectives um, from around the country. Um, definitely entrepreneur and investor education is uh, another big goal of ours. And then uh, just continuing to span the map with uh, the most talented people and bringing those people to Kansas City. So how do you guys measure success of the conferences? Like what benefits tangibly have you seen um, from either the VCs or the uh, entrepreneurs that are attending them? So I think the big thing for us is uh, bringing in the most quality companies from, uh, again, around the country. Um, for the Kansas City show, they will be sort of industry agnostic, uh, but we do have a lot of technology type uh, B2B and some a decent amount of agriculture companies as well that are coming in. Um, the data, just from our last conference, just as an example, um, we had uh, 75 total companies on display. 
um, who had collectively raised over $159 million uh, before attending the conference. Um, and then uh, their 2018 revenues were 220000 So definitely not uh, ideas on a napkin, if you will. Um, you know, these are real companies generating revenue um, with a team size of about eight people. So that's kind of across the board, and that, that's a big metric of success for us is, uh, is getting the best companies there for for the investors, um, whether they're, you know, uh, early stage investors or later stage VCs that are just looking to, um, you know, diversify and um, add to their portfolio. The schedule of Kansas City is online, but can you highlight for our listeners some of the main events or talks that you're looking forward to, especially for Kansas City? Yeah, uh, you know, we've got some amazing partnerships and uh, sponsors, too, that are um, making this thing happen. Um, But some of the more notable names uh, that might pop out, um, you know, Darcy Howe with Casey Rise Fund, um, Kevin Willers coming in from Chicago Ventures, John Fine from Firebrand. Um, We've got uh, Melissa Roberts from the Kauffman Foundation will be one of our speakers this year. uh, and, you know, uh, certainly not last, but, but not least, um, Brad Feld, who's one of the godfathers of, of venture capital, who wrote the book Venture Deals, which is one of the most well-known, um, you know, venture type books out there, both for entrepreneurs and investors. Um, he will be speaking as well, um, you know, along with a slew of other people. These are just a few that I would uh, highlight right off the top. Um, and, and we have some surprise guests as well um, that are not on the schedule that, you um, I'm really looking forward to and that Kansas City will uh, will love for sure. You already mentioned that you're from Kansas City and that was part of the reason that you expanded. But why else come to Kansas City? What's intriguing about the business landscape or the entrepreneurial landscape in Kansas City? You know, I think it's the people. It's the people. It's the talent. Um, they're they're Kansas City's building wonderful companies. Uh, it's not just, you know, you don't have to go to the Valley to find these guys. And, and even being someone that lives, uh, you know, and has built a company um, in Chicago, there's so many reasons that I come back to Kansas City because of the talent, um, the good nature of people, and, uh, you know, the people that uh, invest in these companies, especially the, the private wealth and family offices. Um, you know, they're investing to build a better future and infrastructure for Kansas City. So um, I'm very excited to bring our company back uh, back to KC. Um, no pun intended. There's also a big back to KC event uh, with our partner, Kansas City Startup Foundation. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, um, very excited to be there. Great people, great talent. Um, and and what what it needs more of a heightened uh, awareness of the investment and entrepreneur um, you know, sort of uh, landscape. So very excited to be back. Thank you, Isabel. All right. So now it's time for us to sit down with MBA reporter Rashi Srivastava. Rashi, welcome. Hi, Isabel, Seth. So Rashi, you got the chance to talk with Gary White last week, the CEO of Water.org, a Kansas City-based nonprofit. How did you get the chance to meet him? Sure, yeah. So the University of Missouri's business school hosted a keynote presentation and a panel discussion featuring White. And he spoke about how his nonprofit organization is tackling a global water crisis. Okay, so what's the extent of this global water crisis? Yeah, so he said that about um, one in nine people worldwide 
don't have access to safe water and one in three people or about 2.3 billion people total um, lack access to a toilet. And uh, he spoke about how the water crisis affects various facets of life. Uh, for instance, it has resulted in a loss of productive time because people have to travel great lengths to find water. Um, this time could have instead been used to work and earn money. Um, in fact, he said that in places where there is acute water shortage, people earn about $2 per day and pay almost one-fourth of their income to water vendors. Oh, dear. Okay, so then what's the solution here? Yeah, um, so here's why talking about that. Also, a heads up, there's a bit of background noise. So the mission of water.org is to help everyone in the world get access to safe and affordable water and sanitation. And we do that primarily through finance, helping people get access to small loans so that they can get the water and sanitation improvements that best meet the needs of their families. So how does he go about accomplishing this? What makes Water.org's process unique? Yeah, Water.org uses microfinancing. It partners with 125 financial institutions and foundations like Bank of America, and it provides small water loans that helps people build the infrastructure to connect to their public utility. And here's what he had to say about that. Uh, microfinance has been around for a while, but unfortunately microfinance wasn't uh, providing loans for water and toilets uh, because it was seen as too risky because there was no uh, clear path for income generation to repay the loan. So how well is it working? Do the loans end up getting repaid? Yeah, I was actually really surprised when he told us that 99% of the loans were successfully repaid. Okay, so water.org is more than a charity, per se, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. He actually touched on that a bit. So the greatest need of the hour, I think, is the fact, is the capital, right? That uh, a lot of people out there who lack water and sanitation don't necessarily need a charity solution. They don't need a free water project. What they need is access to affordable capital so that they can get the solution that's Thank best you. for them. And so right now, this is a $1 trillion problem, and we're only investing about $114 billion a year in it. So we're never going to get there unless we bring in more capital, particularly capital from the bottom up. He spoke about water equity, which takes it up a notch by finding more capital to fund these loans. It's an asset manager that allows investors to invest in these loan portfolios and then get a financial return on them. What did you learn about social ventures from talking with Gary? And what did he say about how he has seen it grow? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from my interview with him and his presentation is that charity is not going to be enough to meet our global water needs. And finding a smart way to correct a market failure, just the way that Water.org did using water credit, ensures that there is profitability within social entrepreneurship. Well, Rashi, thank you very much for coming in. Of course. Now it's time to share our digits. The numbers that matter to you in entrepreneurial news. Seth, what is your digit this week? My digit is five. This is the amount of stops Virgin Hyperloop One has added to its tour. The company is developing a pod-based transportation system. And to build buzz about the new technology, it's taking a pod on the road. 
two of the tour stops will be in Missouri on October 3rd and 4th. The pod will be heading to the University of Missouri campus in Columbia. Then it's on to St. Louis on October 6th and 7th. The Missouri Hyperloop Coalition is hoping the state will be home to one of the first Hyperloop routes between St. Louis and Kansas City. And Isabel, what are your digits this week? My digits are 32. This is the number of flavors created by T-Biotics, an Olathe-based kombucha company. The business claims it is the largest kombucha taproom in the world. Of the 32 flavors, 17 are bottled. The kombucha is also on tap for the Kansas City Chiefs and Sporting KC. Isabel, I hear that you've never tried kombucha. No, I haven't. It's not like a protest. I just never have. Do you plan to go to the largest kombucha taproom in the world? Well, you know, time is slim around here to do the two-hour drive, but it could be a fun field trip. Staff bonding, maybe. Yeah. Does it just we'll talk like- to our editor about that. And to finish out the podcast, we will give you this week's closing thought. This is when entrepreneurs share with us some of the best business advice they have received. Again, here's RJ Pahura of Fund with his closing thought. Just being kind of a serial entrepreneur, um, you know, noting that um, it takes time to build a venture. And, you know, for anybody that's uh, that's leaving, you know, a corporate job or even considering, you uh, you know, becoming an angel investor, um, when they invest into these companies or when entrepreneurs go and start them, um, you know, it usually takes a, a heck of a lot longer than, you know, what one, you know, usually anticipates. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's obviously the planning of the business, um, you know, getting the business funded, growing the business, you have sort of trials and tribulations along the way, maybe some pivots. Um, but, you know, it definitely takes time. Um, and, my personal experiences is you want to associate yourself uh, with with great people um, and you know people that want to help you, uh, move your vision forward um, and you know make sure that you kind of um, stay stay away from people that uh, can be you know time sucks and that uh, don't necessarily see the bigger uh, opportunity that uh, you're you're working on. So um, you know it's just. Just very important. Every minute is crucial being an entrepreneur and, and growing companies. And I've been there myself. Uh, and, you know, every day that I come to work, I'm, I'm still growing. So um, just noting that it takes time and to associate yourself uh, with, with great people all around. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Isabel Robles and me, Seth Bodine. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next week. Goodbye. Wow. Then it's on to... (laughs) What was that, Isabel? Okay. I'm leaving.